This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter. So we are starting a brand new series today called Faith of a Finisher, and we're going to be looking a little bit at the experiences of the Apostle Paul as one of the tremendous heroes of the faith, uh, wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament, and he had a very interesting journey um, being somebody who was against the church, and then he had a tremendous salvation moment uh, found in Acts chapter 9, and then he was the proponent of the church, and he would go around planting churches. And once again, the letters that we have uh, written uh, to the churches and individuals and pastors, um, it's about two-thirds of the New Testament, uh, just a tremendous blessing. But he actually had a very difficult life, but he said some tremendous things for us to go back and read about. And as one of the things that we see over and over again in his writings is that life was compared to a race, to a race that we are running now. If you've been around church any amount of time, you know that uh, good preachers will tell you that the race of life is not a sprint, um, and it can be it could be compared to a marathon, and that's also true, which can be a little bit more difficult than a sprint, a few more obstacles, a few more challenges um, in a marathon, but also it can be compared to a relay race when we are not the only ones in the race, that we have a generation after us and we have a generation in front of us who, from which we receive the baton and give the baton of the church and to being a follower of Jesus. But the race that I would like to suggest to you that also our life can be compared to is a steeplechase. Does anyone know what a steeplechase is? It's kind of an old school um, form of race and, and what we see in the steeplechase that there is hurdles to jump over. And then there's this one specific hurdle that you jump over and then you land in a ditch of water. And life can be like this, that we're running through life and there's sometimes a hurdle to jump over and then we jump over a hurdle and then we land, originally they would land in a muddy pool of water and they would climb out of this pool. Um, Now it's a little more sanitized, it's just on a track and there's no mud in it. Um, But the race that we um, are running, the life that we are living is not a straightforward one. It's not a simple all of the time that there is hurdles to jump over and sometimes there's a ditch that we jump into. And none of those things have been placed there by God because those, those hurdles and those things that we face sometimes will want us to get us to quit and God doesn't want us to quit that he is always on our side, that he is always helping us over the hurdles. And then he is helping us through the ditches. But we live in a broken world, as the scripture would teach us. And so we live in a world that's corrupted by sin, and there's an enemy there. And so all of these things are placed uh, there from those sources, not from God. Um, but we see with the Apostle Paul, he said some, some amazing words here as he was writing to a pastor, one of the last letters that he wrote. And it's what we're talking about here in this series. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5 says this, But you keep your head in all situations, Paul writing to a young pastor, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministries, for I am ready to be poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. So here Paul is at the end of his life, and he says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to those who have longed for his appearing, which would be us. So Paul specifically is at the end of his life, and he says these words, I fought the, the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, the season of life Paul was talking about was the literal end of his life. But not only just the end of his life that we can think about, that there are, it's not just the end of our life is the, is the finish of a race or the finish of the steeplechase, that there is seasons of life that we will go to that there will be a specific starting point and then a specific ending point in the season uh, that we are living in. For example, you know, if you, if you are single here in the room, there's a, a, a beginning time of that time where you're really, if you, if you desire to be married, if you de- desire to be single, it's a great and godly thing, but if you desire to be married and you, you know, you're at the age there where you feel like marriage is available to you, there's a starting point on that time. And then and the reality is at any time during that season before you get married, it's forever. Because if you've decided, I want to get married, you know, you want to get married the next day, right? Um, but then there's a season of, of that we are living in, in that season of singleness. And then the finish line of that season of singleness is when we, you know, we've chosen a spouse and we're going to get married. And then so that season of singleness has a beginning and has a finish. And we want to finish well in that season, the season in which we live. And then if we enter the season of marriage, there is a specific starting time and it's a beautiful day. But then it becomes a steeplechase really fast. And what we want to get to as we start a marriage is we want to get to the finish line of till death do us part. We want to get to the finish line of somewhere like my, my, my parents, you know, I'm married for 57 years, but my grandparents on my mother's side were married for 70 years before my grandfather passed away. Now, we know that sometimes marriage doesn't work out and the season ends premature and difficult things happen and then somebody walks away from the marriage or, you know, it doesn't work for a thousand and one um, different reasons, and then we find ourselves, so that season then ends, whether at death, which would be the goal for everybody, or at some unforeseen circumstance. So there's a beginning and an end of that season, and then we have, if we get into that season, and then there's a child season, which has a very specific beginning point, and I feel like it doesn't have an ending point. I don't know. This is kind of what I'm feeling. This is kind of what I'm sensing. Um, maybe somebody older than me can talk about that. But there, there's, a, there's a season that we enter in, into, and all of the seasons that we could describe, and it's not just the end of our lives, the season that we are walking in right now with our career and with our education, uh, with the friendships, the relationships that we are walking through, there's a, a, a specific starting point. And then there's, there's going to be some hurdles to jump over, and there's going to be some dishes that we find ourselves in. And what we want to do, whatever season of life where we are in, we want to say, like Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So some things that we see here in these verses that, that life can be described as a fight. It's a race, but it's also a fight. There's, a, there, there's a, some things that we actually have to work through. There's some struggle in life. And there's, once again, these obstacles that we're going to run into that God doesn't place in our way. 
And then we, we see this idea that Paul said, I had kept the faith. Now, this was true of, of Paul in a general sense, that he was uh, a lot of times on the front lines of preaching the gospel of places where they had never heard, and he was planting churches where he would find resistance. So in a general sense, he was talking about the faith, the faith in Jesus. But then in a specific sense, we want to remain in faith as we are jumping over obstacles and we are finding ourselves in watery ditches. That it's a fight sometimes to remain in that attitude of faith, that attitude of trust, because there's so many things coming our way. But Paul said there was a fight, but then he said, I've kept the faith. That there is a success at the end of staying in faith, staying in trust, regardless of the obstacle, regardless of how, uh, how long the obstacle is opposing you. That sometimes it's a fight to stay in that posture of trust. That's what we need to do, and that's what we want to do, because we want to get to the finish line. We all want to get to the finish line. And when we live with the finish line in mind, it gives every day purpose. So we can see that Paul, you know, I've kept the faith. That his life is an example to us. That he, he faced a ton of opposition, which we'll bring up later in this series. A ton of opposition. More difficulty than we will ever face in our lifetimes. And he kept the faith. He got to the finish line. And when you keep your eye on the finish line, it gives every day purpose. It gives every moment purpose. It gives all of the things that we're doing, big and small, it gives those things purpose when we live with the finish line in mind. And a little bit what we're doing on this journey and the season that we're in is that we're going to decide to turn our obligations and our responsibilities into lightweight moments of joy. I'm going to say that again, because if you're taking notes on our new note system or you're writing them down, I'm going to decide to turn my obligations and my responsibilities into lightweight moments of joy. Otherwise, the seasons will seemingly last forever and they'll be super hard and super difficult. And the responsibilities that I have in this season, because you do have responsibilities in this season, you have obligations, you've got stuff to do. God has placed some responsibility on your life right now. And if we just maintain, if we just, oh, it's just an obligation, that's just a, oh, I have to do this. No, I'm, I'm going to turn that half to, man, it's just a lightweight moment of joy in the season that I'm living in because I want to get to the finish line. I don't, I don't want to bog down this season with, with a negative attitude, which we'll talk about later in this series. But I want to get to the finish line, and I want to get to the finish line with joy. Something else the Apostle Paul said. I want to run the race, but I want to run the race with joy. I don't want it to be heavy. I don't want it to be weighed down that I, that I turn my life into a joyful life, that I decide to make my life a joyful one, regardless of the season I'm in or, or how long it is or it's getting too long, that I'm going to turn my life into a joyful one. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, the Apostle Paul also writing, 
Do you know, no, not in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Paul is speaking my language here. I want to get the prize. I want to win. This is how I live my life. I'm a competitive individual. So this works for me. But it says run in such a way to get the prize. Now, he doesn't say, and this is what I have to listen to, run in such a way where you beat everybody else. This is the thing that I have to work through. But the idea is that I'm going to get the prize, and that means I'm going to get the prize for my life. I'm not going to compare myself to somebody else and the season that they are in and the prize that they are running towards because it's different than the season you are in. You are in a season, and it might not be the same season that somebody else is in. What is the prize for the season that you're in right now? What is the finish line? Because that's where you want to get. You just don't want to start. You want to finish. And you want to finish well. How are we going to get there? Well, we have to know where we're going. Because I want to I get the prize for the season that I'm in. Everyone who competes in the games goes into a strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. Talking about a race that we would run in down here. But we do it to get what we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. In other words, wasting my time. My life isn't going nowhere. I, I'm not running aimlessly. I'm not in this season going nowhere. I know where I'm going. And I'm not like a boxer just fighting nothing. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Because we all want the prize for the season that we, or we should, I don't know. We should, I should say. We should want the prize for the season that we're in. We should want to get to the finish line. Because there's a crown there. there, there there's a for who I am and what God has placed on me right now in this season. I should want to get to the finish line, and I want to get there like the Apostle Paul. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. So here's where, here's where we're going in this series. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a, 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 a sneak peek into where we're going for the next four weeks so that you can know where we're going. And so we're going to start today about being a starter. Now, to be a finisher, you have to be a starter. This seems obvious, right? But so your life, you have to be starting something, right? And, and in every season, all the things that I'm going to describe here, we're going to be somewhere to the finish line, depending on the season we're in. And we could be having some crossover. We could be in the parenting season, which seems like it's going to last forever. Or the diaper season, <clears throat> which seems like it's never-ending and the costs are never-ending. We, we feel like we might be stuck in there, but then there's other things that in that season we're going to be starting, whether it's an education thing or a career thing or a relationship thing. There's going to be some crossover depending on where we're at in life. But to finish, we've got to start. And this is a really good point for any lazy people in the room. You have to start something. Instead of just waiting around for something to happen, you got to start. Where am I going? There's the finish line. 
There's a lot of work. I need a nap. I need another nap. I need a snack. You gotta start. Don't be lazy. You gotta be a starter to be a finisher. <coughs> because the finish line has the prize, and we're gonna be talking about that today. So how are we going to describe the things that we're starting? I'm going to start it like this. To be a starter, what responsibilities has God given me? Not starting it with your choice. We'll get there. What responsibilities has God given me in this season? And what I'm going to do with those responsibilities, I'm going to turn those responsibilities into lightweight moments of joy. I have a lot of responsibilities right now in my life, but I'm going to choose to do all of them with joy. And I've told you this before, that the things that I do with my life fit into three categories, and it's super simple for me. I'm a, I'm, I'm a husband, and I'm a dad, and I'm a pastor. And so all of the things that I do with those three things, I'm going to do those things with joy. This is what I stand today in front of you with a smile on my face because I'm going to do this with joy. I, I, what, a, what a blessing it is to be able to talk about the Word of God every Sunday. To do what I do and, and to live with an amazing American woman for these last 25 years. And these kids who sometimes drive me crazy, but I love them. I'm going to turn all of that into joy. These are the responsibilities that God has given me right now in this season of my life. So those are the things that those are the things that I'm aiming, not running aimlessly. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing with my life. This is the finish line, is to do really well with these three things. And, and every day, every day there's joy in it. Every day there's a sense of accomplishment. I don't, there's, I'm not living in FOMO. I'm not living there. I'm not scrolling through Instagram wishing my life was somebody else on Instagram. Look, look at this guy's family. Look at this guy's church. <laughs> no, I'm not, I, my life is a blessing from God. The responsibilities that God has given me, thank God. <clears throat> I'm not running somebody else's race. This is huge in the time of social media. Man, God has given me what he's given me. These are the responsibilities that I have. And then from that... What are the responsibilities I need to take on? Because that is true, because I'm a, a pastor and a husband and a dad. From those, from the responsibilities that God has given me, what do I need to do in this season to get to the finish line? And then lastly, what do I want? And what I want to do is shaped by the first two. I'm not, I'm not going to take the last thing of what do I want to do and make it something completely different and have it diametrically opposed to the life that I'm living. No, it's the, the wants then. I, I want to do the things that are healthy for the church to do. 
And, and I want to do the things that are good for my wife. I want to do the things in our relationships that are good for her. Do you get it? And then the things that I want to do with my time, because I have my kids for a season, friends, and I can see the end of the season all joking aside. The things that I want to do with my time, I want to be with my kids. Because one day, listen, in the future, I want them to want to come home, not to have to come home. And so what do, I, what do I want to do? Well, I'm going to build a relationship. They're, they're not toddlers. I can't control them anymore. If you're in the toddler season, control your children. Gosh. Well, I'm just letting them express themselves. No, they don't know anything. Stop that craziness. But right now, the season I'm in, I got to build a relationship with them. I can't control them anymore, although I want to. Because <laughs> I want them to want to come home. So that's the season I'm in, and that's the thing that I'm doing with and the, my, all my want to's. Listen, all my want to's have to do with my need to's, and it makes for a life of joy. I'm not opposing my life. I'm not opposing my life, the, the, the life that God has given to me. I'm not opposing my life with other desires that are going to take me out of those things. That's what we're going to be talking about today, and let me give you a little preview the next couple of weeks. So I'm starting, but then where am I going? I got to start to be a finisher. We're going to be talking about this week. Where am I going? What is the intentionality of my direction? What is my desired endpoint? And then the third week, we're going to talk about our actions. How am I going to get to my desired destination? What are the attitudes that I have to carry? What are the steps that I need to take? And then the last week, this is all the preview. I'm going to be faithful. For me to get to the finish line, I have to be faithful. And that means I'm going to decide to live the life of, uh, life of faith. And the question is, will I persevere? And then lastly, will I decide to enjoy the journey? So today, we're going to be talking about we have to start. We have to be a starter in the last few moments that we have left here before we receive communion together as a church family. I have to start. I got to start. I got to be a starter. To be a finisher, I got to be a starter. I got I to step into a season. And I got to step into the season with joy and with excitement and anticipation. Because why? I want to get to the finish line and I want to get there with joy. And then I want to keep the faith in the season. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 says, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and you're not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build but wasn't able to finish. You've got to count the cost as we're starting something. We've got to consider. We have to consider. We have to think. We have to pray. What am I starting? Is this what God has given me in this season? 
Is this what, this is what God has placed? Is this the resp- part of the responsibility that God has placed in this season of life? Let me, let me give you a, it's, a, it's an odd example, but I think about sports a lot. So my daughters are not into sports, all right? It's kind of the, one of the sad things in my life. It's all right. I'm going to have grandsons in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but if I were to say in this middle of season, describing you what my life is already about, I, I'm just going to go and I'm going to coach a boys hockey team. That really wouldn't be a good idea. Would you agree? It might be fun. Get out there on the ice. Could give some good hockey advice. You get to go to some games, which I've wanted to do. But instead, I got to go to dance lessons. <laughs> but see here, this thing, I could do this, right? There's a bunch of arenas right near my house. I could go. Maybe like the kid played a lot of hockey, sign me up. But I, it wouldn't be something, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be any end to it. Do you get it? There would be no, there would be no good finish line for me. And so I, I would want to count the cost of the choices that I'm making because the finish line is important. So as the things that I'm starting, I have to actually be able to finish. So you just can't start everything For the overachievers in the room, we already dealt with the lazy people, but the overachievers in the room, you just can't do everything. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to sign up for this, and I have some ability here, and I want to to find out about this, so I'm going to sign up for this, and I'm going to sign up for this class, and I'm going to do this thing, and I'm going to do this. You can't do everything. You've got to count the cost. Why? Because you want to finish. You just don't want to be a starter. You want to be a finisher. So you've got to count the cost. You got to consider, you got to think, and you got to pray, and you got to ask this question Is this what God is giving me in this season? But we all need to ask that question so we can start what we need to start. And we can do what we need to do. Why? Because we want to get to the finish line. We want to keep the faith, and we want to do it with joy. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. See, it's going to take some patience for us to get to the finish line. But the end of the thing is better than the beginning. Hey, we all can start. We can all start a thousand things. We can all do, there's a thousand options for us in life. We can start a thousand different relationships. We can, we can, we can get a thousand different jobs. And we can take a thousand different courses. We could do all of these things. But we, we want to finish. We don't just want to start. We just don't want to start things. We just don't want to be a starter because the end is better. The fi- getting to the finish line is better. Keeping the faith is better than just being a starter. So we want to get to the finish line. Now, the call of Abraham gives us so many great things here in these verses, and we can come back to it on, on so many different topics. But the call uh, that God gives to Abraham gives us a great insight to the call on our lives. And then we want the finish line to be a godly one. Right? Where we're going, where we're sending our lives, we want it to be a godly finish line. And what I'm saying, 
godly. I'm good. I'm, I'm, it's moral. I mean, I, we could define it a lot of different ways. But when I say it's a godly one, I'm saying it's the one God gives. Not just the one you can dream up. Because we can dream up a thousand different things, right? We can go on social media and pick a thousand different choices. But the finish line, the, a godly finish line is the one that God gives. It's the best one, young people. <laughs> it is the best one. It's not what culture offers you. Culture will offer it to you and it will dress it up. And, it's, here's, the, and here's the things to think and here's how you need to act. And, and then at the end of it, at the, when you get to the end of the finish line that culture offers you, there's nothing there. There is no prize. But when we receive and act upon a godly finish line, this is what you can see in the life of Abraham. That, that is a crown worth wearing. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I love that starting place. Uh, go, go from here, and I want you to go there. And he doesn't say exactly what the finish line looks like. Or exactly how long the season will be. But here, here, here's, where, here's where I want you to go. And I will show you. That means he will present tense be with you along the way. I will show you. Here's where I want you to go. And he, I, I'm just going to speak personally here. I want, I want you to be a pastor. And I don't want you to be a husband. And I want you to be a dad. So this is where, this is where I'm sending you. Now, the journey of pastoring has been an interesting one for the last 11 years. And if you've got five days, I can explain to you why. <laughs> but all along the way, I will show you. I, I will show you. Here's what I want you to do. <laughs> and, I, and I would say he doesn't tell us everything because some of it's going to be hard. Some of it's going to be challenging. And if we knew all the challenges, we wouldn't start. But here's where I want you to go, and I will, be, I will be showing you. I will be leading you. And then he says this, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. Are you excited about that? God wants to bless you. If you're not sure about that, it is true that God is a God of blessing. God is not a God of stinginess. God is not uh, a God of negative resources. Look at the world that we've lived in. There's more than enough. God wants to bless you. And I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Oh, it doesn't stop there. That the end game is not just the blessing. The end game is I will make you a blessing. That's the end game of the season that you're in. What's going to happen in this season that you're in? God wants to bless you. And the finish line, the finish line will look like in the middle of the season, you're actually going to be a blessing to somebody else. The journey of the season looks like what? I'm going to bless you in this season. But that's not the end game. The end game that in this season, God wants to use you to be a blessing to others. Listen, that is the finish line 
for all of our seasons. Right, whatever season you're in, that's what God wants to do. And it's going to look a thousand different ways. In your, in your career, in your education, in your family, God wants, to, God wants to pour out something into your life in this season. But when you, when you receive the blessing, you have not hit the finish line. The finish line is, oh, and I'm going to make you a blessing. It's you're going to receive some things. You're going to receive some resources. You're going to receive some wisdom in this season. Can I get an amen? amen. You're, you're, going to under, you're going to be taught some things. That God's going to teach you something by his spirit in this season that you're in. And then he wants to make you a blessing. That's what God wants to do in this season of your life. And I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. Now, now that's, a, that's a good goal, right? And that one might be something that you could, you know, like the Apostle Paul, really, at the end of the Apostle Paul's life, he blessed the whole world with his life and ministry. Now, I would say if you're 25 or 30, just settle for the people that you know, all right? Or if you're getting close to 50, like somebody like, just settle for, for your sphere of influence. I am going to change the world, young people might say. Hey, just start with the four people you know and see how that goes, all right? Let's start there. But God wants to use this season of your life as a platform to bless others. And this helps us with the finish line. This helps us with the finish line. So that the finish line is not a selfish one. That the crown at the finish line is God wants to make me a blessing. God is going to bless me in this season. Thank God for it. And he's going to do something great. Listen, God is going to do something great, like we see with Abraham, in this season of your life. And you might be thinking, you know what? I, I'm actually in the steeplechase pit of water right at this moment. There's nothing great that can come from this season. Hang on. Hang on, the season's not over yet. It's not over yet. God is still with you. He will show you he is walking with you. God is walking through every season of life with us. So whether it's an educational one, whether it's a career one, and whether it's a family season, whatever season of life that you're in, the best part of the season is that it's under God's direction. Psalm 112, verse 1. We'll finish with this, then we'll have communion together. Psalm 112, verse 1 says this. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Find great delight in his commands. What? 
are the responsibilities that God has given you in this season, this starting place that God has given you? Are you delighting in it? Or are you languishing under it? Come on now. I'll just speak to the dads in the room for a second. Dads! You got to be a dad, right? I'll just give you an example from my life. I used to golf a lot. And golfing takes a lot of time. About four or five hours, and then if you're going to go early and practice, and you're going to eat afterwards, it could take up to six hours. But when I entered into the dad season, I didn't have tons of chunks of six hours to not be available to my kids and my wife. Is anybody in the room? Now, if you're, I'm not a golfer, I don't understand. That's not the point. That we need to delight, delight, be glad in what God has started us in. And you might have just started. You might have just like walked into something and you're like, God has really given me this thing right now in this season of my life. I mean, he just like put it on me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? God has just like handed me something. I said, I need you to do something. I'm just bring I need you to do something with this family I've given you. I want to bless you so you can be a blessing with your family. And that's a season, friends. That is a journey. It's not a moment. God has handed you some responsibility. first thing here in this psalm says, delight. I'm going to delight in the commands of God. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy in this season. I'm going to be joyful in this season. I'm going to be joyful in the things that God has started me on. And if, if social media is making you jealous, get off it. Take a break. If you can't handle it, if you can't handle what other people are doing in their lives and the season that they're in, and it's making you depressed, just get off it. Stop watching it. Watch reality television called sports. It's amazing. I keep trying to tell my wife this. This is the best reality show on television. Sports. Delight in his commands. Listen now, listen. We're living under the commands of God, the responsibilities of God. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses and the righteousness endures forever. Someone who's delighting in the season that God has placed them in. Are you with me right now? Even in darkness, light dawn for the upright, but for those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous, God will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. This is the season that you are in. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. 
They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. This is the season that you are in. Regardless of what season we are in, we're going to hear bad news sometimes. Because this is the broken world that we live in. See, for some of you, the results of the election, it's going to be bad news. And for some of you, it's going to be like, amazing. And I'm going to like, they're not Jesus. But, but I'm not going to be shaken at that bad news because I know here, this is, God has given me a responsibility in this season. I'm going to go back to the beginning. What's my responsibility? Well, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for the leader of our nation. Their hearts are steadfast. This is the season you are in. Trusting in the Lord, this is the season you are in. Their hearts are secure. This is the season you are in. They will have no fear. This is the season you are in. Because God said, I, I will show you. I don't, I don't have to be afraid of him in the water pit and the steeplechase. I don't have to be afraid. I'm not going to drown. God is there with me. In the end, they will look and triumph on their foes. In the end, at the finish line, I'm going to look back at the season I was in. And I'm going to look back and triumph. We, we did it. We got to the finish line. And if I could bring it maybe into the New Testament and some sort of, not some sort of negative Old Testament thing. I can look back and be like, we made it through the diaper season. The kids are still alive. Praise God. We made it through this season. And I'm hit in the finish line of this season. And I turn around and God here, God's like, here's the new things I need you to do. Here's the new responsibilities I'm giving you. Honestly, friends, this is good stuff today. They have freely scattered the gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. That God wants to use you to be a blessing in the season that you are in. Thank God. Let's receive communion together today. Thank you for your support. If you want to connect with us, you can find us online at thecitychurch.ca. 